Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. This is the Bob Cadaro Show, and I am he. Broadcasting today from what is still the United States of America. Even though Joe Biden and the lunatic left has been in charge for two and a half years. It's the place where the brave have kept us and made us free. The United States of America, founded with the certain knowledge and understanding that government is not our parent, our guide, our salvation, our direction. It's not supposed to be any of those things, but is nothing more than a necessary evil we require to organize society. The United States, the country where for the first time in human history, freedom was declared to be an unalienable right granted by God. Not something that's parceled out or controlled by government or government officials. Our great American Constitution ensures and codifies freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, economic freedom, and freedom of the press. Because they were armed with these freedoms, a ragtag bunch of immigrants and rejects from all over the world created the richest, most powerful, most culturally diverse and accepting nation and culture ever to grace this beautiful planet. America, the only place specifically invented and designed so that every American can live their life in the manner they choose, unlimited by their background, upbringing, race, color, or creed, unhindered by the government or those who would use government to control others for their own comfort or benefit. This Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. Well, Johnny the Bulldog and I had a, uh, a great day yesterday. We leave here, we get in Big Lou, and we go down to see our darling uh, Lorraine in Hazelton. Now, uh, Hazelton's a little beat up. We know that. But it's you, you could tell it's just got such good roots and has such promise for the future if leadership will take it in the right direction. But we find a, a floral shop. What was the floral shop, Johnny? What was that? 
I think it was Smi- Smilex. Uh... It was, yeah. I don't know if it wasn't like a name. I think it was Smilex. Because I said to the Bulldog, I said, we've got to take Lorraine something. And they had this beautiful, I, I don't know if they're porcelain or what they are, but these beautiful flowers. And one was the Blessed uh, Virgin Mary's colors, blue and white. And so I said, you know, you give her roses or this, they'd be thrown away in, in, in three, four days. So we brought her that. And, you know, she greeted us at the door. And we had a, it was like a reunion because we know her. But you're seeing someone for the first time. Her seeing us for the first time and and we seeing her. So uh, we were there and had um, an absolutely beautiful time with her. And I made the joke. Uh, actually, we called into to, um, Nikki's show. I made the joke that she seems so much smarter in person. <laughs> I like to bother. I really do. So we got a bunch of pictures I, I need to send her. And uh, a good time was had. But then, well, the bulldog has to be fed. So I took the bulldog to Jimmy's. Jimmy's lunch. Right on Broad Street. And it was um, it was great. So I asked him, I said, Jimmy, I, I'm yelling over, he doesn't know who we are. And uh, I said, Jimmy, uh, how many hot dogs do you make a day? He said, a uh, hundred. And I'm thinking, well, no. He goes, a hundred dozen. And then I'm looking at the menu, they have honey dipped chicken. Oh, what a, just a classic place. And we didn't get there till... What, 2.30, Johnny? And it was still crowded. They still had people there. And they these these classic old waitresses on duty. And oh, my gosh. Uh, Jimmy's was fabulous. So Bulldog got, uh, what did you get? He got sauerkraut. Or no, he got uh, uh, cheese and chili. Cheese and chili yeah. he got, which I, I, I think was a good choice. I had um, chili and sauerkraut with mustard. Which I don't think, you know, you wouldn't think go well together, but they do. And it was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous. Uh, So that was the day yesterday. And then uh, Cutie and I went down to uh, the Scranton Club last night. And they had a lecture. I just, you know, I said, once in a while we got to do something cultural. And Cutie was bucking. But we went. And they had this uh, art historian who teaches in North Pocono at the high school level. And it was extraordinary about, you know, essentially the history of sculpture. And David Falchek and his wife were there. You may remember him from some of you from the Scranton Times. And he was probably in the Citizen's Voice. And he's, he's a wine guy. Both of them are. And so the, after segments of the the um, the talk, this, the lecture, they'd have these Greek wines. It was Greek sculpture, Greek wines. It was just fabulous. And then Cutie and I went and we went to have a cigar in the in the in the, the, the beautiful leather chairs. 
sitting there talking to our friend Charlie Jefferson, a bunch of other guys and gals, and uh, it was great. It really was. So we had a great night last night. I'm a little tired today because if I don't go, like, stay home, watch my programs, and go right to bed at, like, 10 o'clock or something, I'm always tired the next day, but that's okay. That's okay. It was worth it. By the way, a reminder, this program is brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, the home of the I don't know how they do it. Zero carb pizza crust. Now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only. Route 309 in Mountaintop. And our hourly sponsors, the Marjon Golf Course. I hope you got there yesterday. Uh, the course is going to be nice and green after we get a little bit of rain. And uh, it's, it's right past the old... Um, what is the oh the old Scranton Muni, Jefferson Township and Mount Cobb? It's in both. Best bargain in golf, twenty one bucks, golf and a cart. And then Dunmore Lumber Company, six twenty two South Blakely Street, Dunmore, where you beat the big box blues. All right, it is time. To call the Club for Common Sense to order, and we promise to provide to you a sanctuary of sanity in a mad, 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 mad world. It's really awful out there. There is some justice in the world. Adam Schiff, the lying, low-life California congressman. I mean, you know, he's just like Biden. You know he's lying if he's speaking. He was censured by the House of Representatives. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday with Clive. And I said, I, I don't think the 20 who voted against, 20 Republicans, who voted against the first motion for censure had any ill motives I think that, uh, I, I said, there was a couple, something in there that they thought was unconstitutional, you know, that was beyond the reach of the censure and the, the responsibilities and rights of the Congress. And so now everybody voted for it now. And justifiably so. He is slime. He truly is. Well, and, and when I have to talk about Adam Schiff... I then go to our veterans for today. John Patchkowski passed on May 28th. David Donovan passed on May 31st. Robert Nitch passed on June 2nd. Michael Wargo passed on May 30th. Jack Dakey passed on May 3rd. Joseph Guido passed away May 4th. Those are the veterans we'll be talking about today on the program and paying tribute to. And uh, thank you to Joan Hodewanitz for getting that these obituaries to me. It's, uh, again, it, it, it leaves a hole and a gap without any doubt that these uh, six gentlemen had provided 
for the country and in their communities. And, uh, but so I, we, we have to try to get past their, their loss and just be grateful that we had them at all. And, and we'll try to do that today. So he says, LTS, Bob, how was Lorraine? Uh, what was her place? <laughs> how was her apartment like? Did she look good? Not sickly. More details, please. <laughs> well, I, look at this. There's, uh, you know, a little bit of privacy for Lorraine, although she is a very famous person. Uh, Lorraine looked great. She really did. She looked and sounded great when we were when I talked to her on the phone just a couple days ago. She didn't sound good, and you know that. But she looked great. Uh, she was getting around pretty well. Uh, her her apartment is cute as a button. She lives in a half double down there in Hazelton, and uh, and by the way, she had a, the bulldog goes in. <laughs> The bulldog John Johnny sits in her lazy boy. So we were there for, I guess 45 minutes or so. Well, the bulldog keeps falling asleep because he sat in this comfortable lazy boy chair. And I said, Lorraine, I well, I have to, I said, I have to go tape my television show. And the bulldog's falling asleep, so we have to go because I could have hung around with her for hours. But we did spend a good amount of time, and 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 she's good. She's good. We're we're we're. I feel I feel so much better having seen her. So it was great. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Oh, and the aforementioned Lorraine is on the phone. Hi, Lorraine. How are you today? Hello, Bob. Oh, geez, I miss my company. Are you coming back? <laughs> it was like an overnight trip. <laughs> that went no, out was, the overnight. <laughs> it was a pleasant trip with the bulldog in the car. It, it was. Yes, I want to thank you for lifting my spirits. It was an enjoyable day. Well, you lifted our spirits. What are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, vice versa. Huh? But next time, uh, make sure Johnny has a nap before we get come. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up so early in the morning. Well, they, no, we won't let him. We're going to let him sit. We'll, we'll have to find an uncomfortable chair, and that'll keep him awake. Because yeah, he was drifting off in the lazy boy. Yes, I had to poke him now and then. <laughs> Lorraine and I were canoodling on the couch, so we... we yes, uh, <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing he was dozing off. <laughs> all people. But listen, and I also want to thank all the listening audience who sent all the well wishes and their blessings and prayers. I really, really appreciate it. You don't realize until you really hear it how much I mean to people and... They mean a lot to me, too. To hear that really means so much. Uh, and I'm telling you, it keeps coming. They keep sending texts and all that. <laughs> they do love you, Lorraine. You're, you're like, uh, you're one of the characters on the program. Yes, I'm still waiting for my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you maybe you could, you know, put the cup out front or something. Stat, put Johnny out front. <laughs> so now Lorraine gave me... The uh, her her little uh, book of po her composition tablet with a lot of her poems in. Uh, Johnny the Bulldog's going to photocopy them today, so we get them back to Lorraine. Either delivering them or or mailing it somehow securely. 
Yeah. Because they're oh, they're just beautiful. Your your poetry is beautiful. We didn't even have time to read it while we were there. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You'll have something to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See that. Well, it was I'm, our it was our great pleasure to see you. And to visit Hazelton, I had I told you I had to feed the bulldog, so we yeah, did a, we did a quick stop at Jimmy's. Yeah, and it was great. I, I you know between you and Jimmy's, I said that was uh, that was well worth it. Oh no! Listen, I I, I outnumbered Jimmy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare me. <laughs> We're gonna take. We'll take you to Jimmy's next time. Well. Or or elsewhere. And then there, because there's forget about it. There's a bunch of good places down there. So. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, there used to be a Coney Island hot dog place in town too. That was a nice. Was there? Because we have oh. the we have two in Scranton, the, the competing cousins. Yeah, yeah, Coney Island. They had good hot dogs too. It was on uh, North of Wyoming Street. Right off abroad. Well, I have a taste for I have a taste now for chili dogs. I'm 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 going to be ravenous for them. The hot dog has a taste for chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I've explained to Lorraine. I said, "Look it, you're a you're a mediocre jokester, but you are but you are a fabulous poet." So I've ins- I've insisted once we get her book back to her that she she start calling in with poems. <laughs> well, I have one here. <laughs> well, we got we have a minute. Do you have you have it handy? You're ready to go. Yeah. All right, we have a minute. Okay. Fire away. Needs N E E D S. Each and every one of us have needs. Some are great, while others are small. It would be an awful shame if we didn't have any at all. People search for fame and fortune while others seek compassion and love. The only one who knows all this is our dear Savior up above. Please stop and look around you and begin to think for a while. If you see someone who is sad, try giving away a little smile. I hope someday you realize that when life draws near the end, the only thing you may have needed was a true and loving friend. How about that? Extraordinary. And that's Truly what I needed. Extraordinary. Thank you. Ah, well, Lorraine, we love you. Now uh, we we were so happy to be with you yesterday, and we we're, we want you to have good health. Yeah. And keep yeah, in touch with us now, okay? Oh, vice versa. I'll be and, right. and and don't get all you know. Don't get all angry with me when we don't have quite enough time for you I, because you're such a diva. Oh yes. Uh, the next time I told Johnny, I have to have my picture taken with him. I know we didn't take any pictures with the bulldog. I well, felt bad. Only- I didn't know who was going to take... I should have taken a picture with the two of you. Yeah. But I was so busy taking pictures with you that I didn't take any pictures with with Johnny. Yeah, we got carried away. Well, I mentioned that I I did mention, well, let's do a selfie. 
And, oh, that's right. And then, I, and then and we got sidetracked with that's right. whatever we were talking about. But. Yes, yes. All right. Well, my darling, great to talk to you again today. Good to see you yesterday, and we'll make sure we do it again, okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't make it too long. And thank you again very, very much. <laughs> all right, and darling. thank you, everybody out there. I love you all. <laughs> that's our girl. Thank and you. God Lorraine. bless you. All right. Take care, Lorraine. So Adam Schiff was censured in the House of Representatives. Party line, I would love to ask Matt Cartwright, why did you vote against his censure when you know he's a scumball liar? I mean, a disgraceful human being. I'd love to ask Matt Cartwright why he voted against it. Okay, what are his redeeming characteristics, Matt Cartwright? What are Adam Schiff's redeeming characteristics that you you voted f- against it are you saying that he wasn't lying when it was proven he did repeatedly hmm yeah matt cartwright what was that all about unreal unreal um china is in the news because this <sighs> I mean, our horrible weakness. We're sending this weak little child, Anthony Blinken, over to represent the United States. They know how weak and stupid Joe Biden is. And they know they own him because they own Hunter. And that Joe Biden got money from... The red Chinese. So it's like they know they own him. They know they own Joe Biden. And so they're threatening Taiwan. Now they're threatening to come into Cuba, which cannot be allowed, no matter what we have to do. It cannot happen. They cannot establish a base in Cuba. There have to be sanctions and punishment. Have to be. So we'll see what they do, but I've got no faith. None whatsoever. Because even if he's not controlled by the Red Chinese, because of the millions that that they gave to the Biden family... He is too weak to respond and too stupid to understand anyway. I I hope it's sinking into most people that this is the worst person and the worst president, the worst person ever in the presidency and the worst president we've ever had. I hope they understand. Boy, oh boy. Bob Love Lorraine would love to meet her too. She's a real celebrity. Your nicknames are fantastic. The Bulldog and the Hot Dog. Well, no, the hot dogs were the hot dogs were what we ate at Jimmy's. But the Bulldog, yeah, Johnny's a bulldog. There's no doubt about it. He gives me problems all day. Uh David DeCosa wants to know Agnes today or tomorrow. David, today is great. 
If you could call in today based on your availability, I would I would love to hear from you. Because that Agnes flood, it, it was so impactful. And I don't think anybody who was younger than myself, so I'm 62, could understand. I mean, just drive downtown Wilkes-Barre, for example, and think of the water being four feet, six feet above your car. It's incomprehensible what that flood was all about and how massive it was. So, you know, it's just, it's historical. And I think we're relatively safe. Which, by the way, the other day, I I had a meeting with the, uh, remember I had him on the air. I had a meeting with the uh, York County District Attorney. And so we were up at Isabella's, my friend Bob Tambor's restaurant. And Paul Kanjorski was there. Now Paul's a Democrat, and he, you know, he he had a tendency to go loony too, but it was great to see him. He looked good, still healthy. Didn't look a heck of a lot different than the last time I saw him, maybe fifteen years ago. It was good to run into Kanjorski. Uh, I, I, you know, after I had left, um, well, they'd asked me to run against him. Way back when. And I always supported Lou Barletta when he ran against Ken Jorsky, but that that's the political side. Uh, and I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I did, I did tell him I'd love to have him on my TV show. Not about politics. And be, be, I, we, we may do that on the radio. I, I would be curious what he thought of the modern-day Democrat Party. I had some sense. I, I had a sense that he was a Trump hater, but I'd, I'd like to know what he thought about his own party and how it has transformed into lunacy. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In love somehow. Something in your kiss. What a great voice. Dean Martin. 
He released his hit single, Everybody Loves Somebody, this date, 1964. And by the way, I forgot, we were playing Bang the Drums uh, all night, and that was because it's Todd Rundgren's birthday. Born June 22nd, 1948. And someone who predates even that is with us. <laughs> David DeCosma, how are you, my friend? Good to hear I'm, I'm so happy you were able to call in. Yeah, doing fine, Bob. We just returned from uh, Travel World uh, tour to uh, New Hampshire. My wife and I escorted, so we just got back last night. And I will be at that uh, that Kirby reshowing of the Agnes documentary tomorrow night. Uh, a great movie, and really, really documents everything that happened in this immediate uh, area, which was, of course, uh, you know the 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 main. Uh, uh, hardest hit area that uh, that Agnes hit in '72. Tell me, uh, David, uh, is that the Alexander Minnelli one, the Channel 44 one? That they're no, showing? no, that's 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 a separate production. This one was the one that Alan Stout uh, uh, started to put together actually a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, finally got some support and everything. They're both excellent movies. Uh, the one on Channel 44 uh, covers a little bit more of the overall Agnes impact throughout uh, its entire trek, and and you know all of all of northeastern Pennsylvania. This one uh, touches on those things, but really centers on uh, what you would call Ground Zero, which was uh, Luzerne County. All right. Us, David, I, one of the things that, that I was saying for, for people that are younger than myself, because I was a kid when it happened, uh, I don't know if they could appreciate the enormity of this event. I mean, you could be driving down a street in Wilkesbury in your car, and the water would be four, six, maybe even eight feet above your car. Oh, absolutely. When Agnes hit uh, those streets you're talking about, which included uh, Public Square, uh, your only transportation then was a boat. Um, it was, at that time, the worst natural disaster to hit the United States. Now, we've had a lot worse since. But up until then, uh, then President Nixon called it the worst disaster to hit the United States. Millions and millions of dollars in damage that would equate to billions of dollars to, uh, in damage today. And what makes me proudest as uh, a guy who found himself as the public information officer for civil defense, and civil defense is the precursor for the emergency management agency, what makes me proudest is that while we were the hardest hit, it, we believe that we had only three lives lost in this ground zero area and two of those were rescue workers now somebody texted this in uh, david and maybe you could touch on this they said wish someone would do a documentary on all the crime corruption and mismanagement during the flood and in its aftermath because i saw plenty uh can you tell us a little bit about that part of the story well, I think uh, uh, really in terms of crime, uh, uh, you know, your general, if you will, everyday kind of crime, uh, there was really a lot less of that, obviously, because yeah. we had uh, 
Uh, we had uh, National Guardsmen patrolling the streets as now. Uh, it, uh, to address that, I think, uh, accurately, you would probably have to touch on some of the rebuilding efforts because you did have some uh, corrupt uh, contractors, not a lot, but you had some. It only takes a few. If, you're, if your home is one of them uh, involved, uh, you had some of that that was going on. And that's really tough to manage in a situation like that, where virtually everybody has been touched in some way, shape, or form, and virtually everybody needs rebuilding, uh, if not uh, physical property, um, economic loss, because uh, while you were out of the floodplain living, uh, your business was was uh, shut down for months and months and months. Um, you know, again, your everyday crime, no, I think perhaps less. Some of the uh, white-collar crime, yeah, I think you'd certainly find you know, some of that in terms of the mass rebuilding that had to be done. We're talking with David DeCosmo. Uh, he is our local historian. Uh, he is a, a reporter emeritus for the whole region. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, you had talked about and I, it, it bears repeating, we, we had a great special with yourself and Mark Davis last year. Uh, tell us about the, the role you played and that you were drawn into, not just as a journalist, but even beyond that. Well, Bob, I was the news director of WILK at that time, and we were the uh, emergency broadcast station. And as such, we had a two-way radio at the courthouse at the Civil Defense Headquarters. And it occurred to me it would be better to go and use that two-way radio calling back information rather than calling them on the phone and bothering them every half hour or so. But when I got there, I realized the one thing Civil Defense did not have was a public information officer. And General Frank Townen, who headed Civil Defense, quite literally drafted me into that position. Now, uh, the owner of the station at that time was Roy Morgan, and he readily agreed to it. Uh, but uh, in that position, I was able to establish a radio network, 13 area radio stations uh, that all carried flood information once an hour. I think we went on for about two weeks. And the, the key to having that was the fact that we were getting, you hear the term these days, uh, uh, you know, false news. Well, you were getting reports from people who saw something but didn't really know what it was they were seeing, uh, they'd call their local station, the station might broadcast that, and it might be uh, the incorrect information. So Civil Defense wanted confirmed information coming from one source, and uh, that's why that network was formed, and essentially that was my role was being uh, the spokesman for Civil Defense uh, during all those days, uh, during Agnes and uh, in the immediate weeks uh, afterwards, tell us because uh, this is this always fascinates me as you relate it. While the waters were rising, and sort of the desperate efforts to sandbag and everything else before there was a breach. What was the sense? Was there a sense that this might pass? or we might get by it, uh, what, was, what was that feeling as the there, floodwaters approached? Yeah, there was a, there was a feeling in uh, civil defense that there was a slight chance to be able to head off the river. 
Um, and we called for uh, volunteers. We got 10,000 volunteers. A lot of them were college students to sandbag the river. Uh, right along the uh, downtown Wilkesbury area. And what happened was uh, we were making some headway there when the man who was the official river watcher, Nick Suchak was his name, a uh, civil defense employee, and he got the latest readings from Tawanda, Pennsylvania. Now, forever, including now, when the river hits a certain level in Tawanda, you know it will be a certain level here, X amount of hours later. So when he got the reading from upstream in Tawanda, it suddenly uh, became evident that the sandbagging was not going to be enough. And uh, General Townend gave me the word to put out the announcement to begin the evacuation as quickly as possible. The siren sounded. Those people manning the sandbags, uh, you know, hurried from the area and got uh, got away to safe ground. And uh, at that point, we realized the battle was lost. Uh, we still had a little time, fortunately. But I think that those efforts uh, and, and even, even fighting till the end, if you will, accounted for the small loss of life. Now, you know, nationwide, even statewide, Agnes was a, a, a fatal disaster in many cases. So for us to be the hardest hit and have the least amount of lives lost, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Oh, what what an extraordinary event. What an extraordinary time. David, happy to have you come and and remember that and and uh, remind us again that there'll be a special showing of the movie tomorrow night at the Kirby, 7 o'clock. David DeCosmo will be there if you've got questions of him. Thank you, David. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Well, two quick texts. Hey, Bob, LTS, don't know if you are aware, but we visited Nassau in the Bahamas. And the Chinese are buying up properties and helping the Bahamian government by making investments into infrastructure and roads. The Bahamas are uncomfortably close to the U.S. as well. Bob, oh, Bob, <laughs> that is interesting. And when you've got a feckless foreign policy and weaklings and stupid people in charge, these things happen. I'm happy you mentioned that to us. It's something we've got to keep an eye on. Somebody else on a different subject said, hi, Bob, it's Poet Joe. We met, we know Poet Joe. We met Dean Martin in Las Vegas. We were walking into a casino. He was walking out some side door. We grabbed them, said a couple words in Italian. I asked him for a picture. He said, why, sure. How do you, and he spent about 10 minutes with them. Uh, he loves Dean Martin, Poet Joe. That is great. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.